Welcome on into the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McGuire, joined by my co-host, Gavin Everingham. It's week 15 already. Fuck, Jesus Christ. We got three more weeks. We're in the final stretch. This is crazy. This is fucking crazy. I I feel like just yesterday we were ranting about, I was ranting about how the Vikings weren't going to be good this year, and... Connor was telling us in the first episode that Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in football. Uh, and here we are, week 15. A lot, of, a lot of stuff has changed. You know, I was right on the Vikings for the most part. Michael Thomas hasn't played a game. Connor's barely on the show. A lot has changed, Gavin. <laughs> a lot has changed. Um, yeah, uh, but here we are, about to close out the season. It's always a bittersweet time, but good news. We're moving into playoff football, most exciting time of the year. So that's something to look forward to. Something to look forward to for sure, especially as the Giants get ready to name their GM still Dave Gettleman. Aren't you so happy about that? Yeah. A report from a Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports says that he expects the Giants to retain Dave Gettleman. Um, yeah, so a little bit of giant talk out of the way. Let's just say I'm not too happy about that. If it's true, I don't know how reliable Jonathan Jones is. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm very upset about the prospects of that happening. Did you watch any of the game from last night, by the way? Not really. Um, I did watch like the highlights and I, I know the, like what happened, um, I saw a couple of Herbert's touchdowns and then fucking Marcus Mariota, the 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 fucking Hawaiian wonder out of Oregon. Well, Dude. What was that about? I mean, I know the Chargers aren't great, but like he looked good. No, he looked genuinely really good. Like I I was really impressed. So what's crazy about it too is I started to wonder, and you know when this mind starts to wonder. Oh God, it's a scary you know, thing. It's a scary thing, and it's not—it's not anything too bad. It's not anything too bad, but it's just crazy to me because I was looking—I was looking at it like the the Las Vegas Raiders were using him in a run game. It was opening up a lot of passing lanes for Marcus Mariota, and I was like, you know what? Like this looks completely different from how Tennessee used him because Tennessee tried like preserving his legs. They kept—they used him sparingly, and what's crazy is the Titans his. Career high in rushes in a year is 64. Which is crazy because he, he had nine yesterday, like alone last night. He had nine carries for 88 yards. For reference, how so, many did how many did Lamar have last year? You know, like ballpark? A hundred, 130 something, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. That's yeah, and that's ridiculous. Like, cause he's the he's a Lamar kind of runner, you know, like not like a cam or josh allen kind of runner it's like he scrambling would open up his passing game a lot more than just what tennessee was trying to use him as which was kind of like a pocket passer but then you know and everyone thought that he was the major problem which he was i mean let's not say that i'm not at ready to crown him after one game against the chargers no fuck no no um, no because I, I despised watching him in tennessee yeah he's bad yeah and then and then he came in and then he left and then Tannehill came in and has been great since he got there. So, um, Derek Carr apparently his groin is uh, 
is a pretty serious groin injury, and the timetable, apparently uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted out that it's going to be about 10 to 14 days um, recovery time. So we might see another week of Marcus Mariota. My Raiders, man, are falling apart. We're falling apart, man. Yeah, even with Marcus Mariota playing as great as he did, they still took the L to the Chargers. But, hey, good news is we all got our picks right. A green line across the board. We did. You don't see that very often. You do not. But uh, to give reference to Lamar, Lamar in his three years, and it's actually crazy to like the, his first year, his rookie year. I completely forgot how many carries he got. So he only started seven games. Yeah. But I mean, obviously he was used intermittently behind uh, behind Flacco, so he was still playing, but he wasn't starting it. He had 147 carries. His rookie year. His rookie year, which was a record for a quarterback. Yeah, that's wild. Then he beat that his second year, 176. Crazy. This year, he already has 125. Well, you think he's going to get 50 more carries in the next two weeks? No, no, no. Probably but still, not. like he's he's averaging more than 10 a, 10 a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's that's crazy. I, I think because like 180, like that's like three times the amount that Marcus Mariota's ever had in his highest season, which is which is stupid. If, if yeah. you're going to have that kind of passer, which Marcus Mariota was a mobile guy, not that accurate, was really average, and below average, really. And, it, and he had like a couple of good games, um, passed a touchdown to himself in the playoff game against the Chiefs that one year. Uh, that's probably his highlight moment. Yeah, but, he caught it right off Darrell Rivas. Yeah. Right on Rivas Island. <laughs> I, I think at that point it was not quite Rivas Island. It was a it was a timeshare at that point. I mean. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. But anyway. Um Justin Herbert though, back back to looking good. He uh I mean obviously it's the Raiders defense, but it's it's promising to see, especially because we thought he was gonna bounce back last week against the terrible Falcons defense that made Taysom Hill look like a serviceable quarterback twice. Um, and then he didn't really. It kind of turned into the Chargers Falcons game we were expecting, where they were both trying their absolute hardest to lose in the most spectacular way. And they just really just couldn't bring themselves to do it until one of the Chargers finally won. And but this week, Herbert actually looked really good. However, did you see the fucking stat that Justin Herbert had one pass attempt in the entire fourth quarter? It it was I was sweating bullets because I mean not actually I wasn't actually sweating but I was stressed the fuck out because I was thinking to myself holy shit we're going to lose this game because Marvin Badgley couldn't make a kick to save his fucking life to end like Anthony Lynn runs Chargers and their special teams worse than the NFL just can't do anything right. And the Raiders are going to win, and uh, it's going to be another game where all four of us—Connor, me, you, P. Schmitty—all of us pick the same team, and all of us lose again. Yeah. And I saw that stat mid-game. I was watching it, and I saw that stat, and I didn't think it was possible. I was like, "There's no way." So I go through the game log. One fucking pass. The entire fourth quarter. The game is that close, and Anthony Lynn chose to pass it once? <laughs> One time. With Justin Herbert, like, it's not like he, you have a shit quarterback. Like, Justin Herbert was playing well that game. He had, like, almost 200 yards and two touchdowns in the first half alone. And 
ended the game with one pass attempt in the fourth quarter for no reason. I mean, I I don't I don't ever understand understand a time where that would be acceptable unless you had like a backup in or something. But so back to the Mariota point though. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you guess. So Marcus Mariota has played in 64 regular season games. Yeah, started 64. Yeah. How many games do you think? Once I actually not started 64, played in 64. My bad. Played in 64 games. And yeah. how many games of those 64 do you think he's gotten uh, double digit carries? Oh. Well, considering his highest total was 60. 64 in a season. Right, right, right. I'm no math major. Divided by 16. I mean, that's like before a game. Something like that, roughly. Yeah. Uh, how many games does he have double digit? I'm, I'm going to guess like three. I don't know. It's probably something really insanely low. Is it single digit? It, it, it is exactly three. Wow. Exactly <laughs> three. And what's fucking crazy is I'm looking through these, and every game that he has more than seven carries in a game, uh, outside of last night, the Tennessee Titans won. Hmm. Every single one, except for one. I'm sorry, they lost a game 19 to 20. He has one, two, oh, actually, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So he's nine and two in, in games that he gets more than seven carries, seven or more, I should say. Um, that, it would also be interesting to see how many of those runs out of total. I don't know how many total career runs he has, but how many of those were actually design runs versus just like nobody yeah, was open exactly. any scrambles, you know, because that that's. That's what sucks about it. Yeah. And we, there's probably a way to find that out, but that, that's, that's that's another like, project for another day. Yeah. That's fucking pay, crazy. Paying more money. <laughs> You're talking about 11 games in his 64 career games where he's had seven or more carries yeah talk about like putting a square peg in a round hole well did like, you like did they what did they, did the coach or gm watch him at oregon like, I, I mean mike variable like i mean like he was the he was the head coach for uh mariota too like he he should have known he you know like he it's not like I mean, obviously, like Tannehill's the better quarterback. They made the right decision, but how is it that Mike Variable goes into that situation? Like Mike Malarkey, who was the head coach at first for the Tennessee Titans, like Terrible. that was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. He was—he's an old school coach. Run it down your throat. It was never going to happen. Mike okay, Variable. Can, can you imagine if he had Derrick Henry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and Mike Variable's supposed to step in. He's supposed to be this really good head coach. And granted, I don't think he's a bad head coach, but it's just like you're giving him this, this credit of being like this Belichick type coach. And he just didn't use Mariota like he should have been at all, considering in college he was one of the best pure runners in the sport. Yeah, like you imagine making Kyler Murray just run the ball four times a game. That'd be such it'd be a waste of talent. I mean, it would make no sense. I mean, it was the same with like imagine if they actually ran Michael Vick. Yeah, like Michael Michael Vick was forced to be a pocket passer. 
Yeah. Like, of course, he ran still because that's just what Vic does. He scrambles. He made plays. But the the most amount of carries he had in a single year was 123. And that was at the 1,000-yard season? Yeah, that was a 1,000-yard season. Yeah. He he hit 100 a few times. I mean, he hit it one, two, three, four, five. He hit it five times in his career. But he also had a 13-year career. Yeah. And like, uh, he definitely wasn't doing it towards the end, though. But um, yeah, definitely not. But still, like it's just it's just crazy. It's just like it, we're we're finally getting to the age of where people are using mobile quarterbacks more and more and more and more. And it's just crazy that as soon as Marcus Mario steps into a different situation from Tennessee, John Gruden has the wherewithal to be like, "I'm going to use you as a runner." But as a passer, though, he he did look good. Not was genuinely shocking. It looked, he that, looked good. He did have time to Waller. It was kind of yeah. Cool really good it was it was awesome like he's he, he looked great for the most part he did have two throws that are really bad he had one interception that was a poor throw and then he had one uh should have been pick uh down the left sideline i believe but it was a good game it was a really fun game uh, i'm glad that we hit it but let's get to the rest of our picks uh first game of our saturday slate of games i have no idea why we have saturday night uh saturday games i thought that was just a christmas thing it whatever uh well i guess technically it's the uh saturday before christmas so i guess it makes sense but still why like why i don't i don't get typically it. it's only like wild card weekend you, you get those saturday night games. no i know i mean i believe the rule is if i'm remembering correctly the saturday game like the saturday before christmas the nfl has the option to have saturday games and a lot of the time like say christmas falls i remember a few years ago christmas fell on the sunday so what the NFL did was they just had all the games played on Saturday. Uh, but What's the in point this of that, case, like, why does why does it matter? I think just so they can spend time with their family, because, you know, like you like when these players have games, they're there all day. Like, like yeah. it's not like a thing where they get there right before game time. They're there for hours. No, but I mean, like, what's the point of having like games this Saturday? Like what's there's no point. That's what I'm getting at. Like, there's no point. Like, this is the Saturday before Christmas in which the Christmas lies on a Friday. Yeah. Like the next upcoming Friday. Like it makes zero sense to me. I don't get it. Uh, honestly, it, it annoys me because I want to watch like college football or I want to do other things like go out with my girl. Like, let me not go out, but hang out with my girlfriend. Obviously, COVID, so I can't go out. But uh, going and, you know, just doing stuff and watch I have to worry about. Watch Love Island. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what uh, my girlfriend loves Love Island. Uh, but talking about not to stress about missing games, like I, this annoys me. This this annoys me. I wish it all was just on a Saturday and I, or I wish it was on Sunday. But whatever. Football is football and I'll, I'll watch it some way somehow. But Buffalo, five and a half points going to Denver. Denver. Drew Luck's actually playing well of late. Well, well like, hold on, hold on. Of late, do you mean just like last week against the Panthers? I mean, because yeah, he, his stat line was good. I mean, he 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 lit us up, unfortunately. But I feel like the week before he wasn't good, right? No, I mean against Kansas City, no, he he wasn't. But I mean against Miami, he was fine. Uh, I mean two of the last three weeks, he's been fine. And even against Kansas City, I mean, for as much as you'll take this, I mean he. They were only six points down, but that's just kind of what Kansas City's been doing lately. I don't know why. But two of the last three weeks, he's had a, not, a yards per attempt over nine. 
So it's like he's yeah. not playing like poorly like he was. Like I don't. I just think the reason I bring that up is I'm Drew Lockhater number one. One and A. One A. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry to your one B. And <laughs> I think it's safe to say that uh, the hate is granted. It, it is warranted. But I think going into a game, I don't think I don't think that should even though it should factor in, I think he can cover like a five and a half point spread. He the question can, is but will he, he definitely that's the thing, and I have no idea. Uh but to give us uh to give us an idea, I'll say Connor and Pichmini's picks. Connor and Pichmini both went with Buffalo. Hmm. But you see it's hard because I mean you you've said it. I hate Denver. Like Denver sucks, but finds a way to cover more than they should and yeah. keep games closer than they should. They covered against Kansas city. They covered against the Panthers. And by cover, I mean, they won outright and they were underdogs. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but going into Buffalo and God, five and a half points, it just, you know, you, you literally never know. Um, how it's gonna go? But I'll just say we both expect Buffalo to win. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Buffalo's yeah. much better. They just they're coming off a week where they just beat the second best team in the AFC. Right? Yeah. Um. So and they they're starting to hit on all grounds. Their defense, which started out suspect to start the year, and they're looking like. A really good defense again. They're looking like a Sean McDermott type defense where they are covering receivers really well and therefore the pass rusher is able to get in and, you know, they're just playing really, really well. Uh, are you going Denver here? I'm really tempted because they, they have the weapons and the the one sticky thing about it is that it's... Okay, so here's the thing you got to think about. Buffalo's going from the East Coast to the West Coast, and teams tend to not tend to not cover spreads, especially when they're the, like when they're the favorites. Um, wait, they are going to De- yep they they are going to Denver. Um, it's De- Drew Lock has been looking okay, like he hasn't been like looking like amazing, but he's looking better than what he was. He's not looking like a quarterback that's going to lose you a game. Let's just say that. Uh, but the question is, how long can that last, especially going into a Buffalo defense that has been a lot better of late? But also, the Denver offense is a shit ton of weapons. Like, they have Jerry Judy, who is already one of the best, one of the league's best route runners. It's just most of the year he's had shit quarterback play. Noah Fant. Uh, KJ Hamler is coming into his own as a deep threat. And Tim, and Tim Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, Tim, Tim Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, he's been awesome. So it's just. It's one of those things where, uh, you know, they have so many weapons. That, uh, Buffalo's defense, but I, I'm taking Denver to cover. I, I think they cover. I don't know if I. I don't think they're going to win. I think. I think Buffalo's too good of a team. But I. I think we can get some. I think. I think Denver's going to cover. I think we can get a close game out of this too. I was leaning towards Denver just because five and a half is is, is a big enough spread, and and like I mentioned, I think Denver. It's been pretty decent at covering spreads when you don't expect it. Um, and now that we expect it, they're going to get blown out. But 
yeah. I think their de- their defense is good enough to to keep this close to maybe yeah, give Josh sure. Allen a struggle for at least a half, kind of like against Pittsburgh. Um, and yeah, to make this maybe a field goal, and therefore having Denver cover. So I'll take Denver. Uh, Drew Locke is going to absolutely crush our dreams, though. With the second we even buy into him a little bit, he's just gonna. Oh yeah, I've I've been there. I've fucking <laughs> been there. Fucking asshole, Drew Locke. Uh, going to the next game, your Carolina Panthers, the Saturday night game. Carolina going to Green Bay. Green Bay Packers are seven and a half point favorites. Give me Green Bay. You're taking Green Bay. All right. You seem very confident. Why are you picking? Why are you so confident on that? <sighs> you know, I've been Mr. Carolina all year. I mean, obviously, I'm a Panthers fan, but I've been loyal to them as, for the most part, picking them in nearly every game. Um, but that Denver game was so putrid, like drew lock threw for almost 300 yards and four touchdowns, like just KJ Hamler, like wrecked us. Literally, literally like KJ Hamler is a fast dude, (laughs) but that, but that, that had to be. Like there was no, there was no fuss around around the route. There was no like, it wasn't a double move. It wasn't like, it wasn't like he had like some crazy release off the line of scrimmage. I mean, it was a really good release because obviously he went, he accelerated right into his go route extremely quick. But, but it, it it just Russell Douglas just had no no business being on that field that next to KJ Hamler. No, but the, and the thing is, is Russell Douglas has been serviceable this year. Like he's been yeah he's been all right and. But Jesus Christ! So that doesn't really give me confidence going into this week. I think we, we had a like I picked I picked Carolina to cover against Kansas City, and they did. Uh, yeah. But I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is is on such a tear, and I just think that he's gonna just pick us to, to apart to death. And here's the thing, also. Um, we 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 mentioned this when we were t- when we were talking about the MVP voting with uh yeah with. Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers, where the Chiefs aren't beating teams by a lot of points. The Packers are. The Packers are beating a lot of their teams that they're they're winning against by double digits. Uh, this Carolina defense isn't anything that Aaron Rodgers is going to be scared of. We don't really have a whole lot of a pass rush. And I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to sit in the pocket and get in rhythm, and Devontae Adams is going to rip us an absolute new one. Um, so... I I think seven and a half is more than he's more than capable of covering that. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick Carolina. Uh, Green Bay is gonna win. Uh, I just seven and a half is a lot, and it's even though like you know like a seven point win is a good win in the NFL. And you know, I mean, just going through the past few weeks, like Green Green Bay beat Detroit by seven. That doesn't cover seven and a half. Still a really good win because you beat any team by a touchdown or more. That's a good win in the NFL. This isn't college where if Ohio State only beat Indiana by seven, then like it's just like holy shit, what happened to Ohio State? Yeah, like seven's a good win in the NFL. Uh, the Eagles, thirty to sixteen. Uh, so like there's fourteen for you. Uh, Chicago Bears, forty-one to twenty-five. Uh, they lost thirty-one to thirty-four against the Colts. Uh, twenty-four to twenty, Jacksonville. Uh, 34 to 17, San Francisco 49ers. So, like, they have a bunch of like wins where they do win by double digits. They have a 35 to 20 win against, uh, against Houston. Like, it's just like they they are capable of winning by double digits. 
The thing that concerns me is that I feel like Carolina Panther offense can keep because against even though like the it seems to me that a lot of these double digit wins are off the back of the Green Bay Packers scoring like 40 points. Uh, and it's just it's an extremely hard league to score 40 points in week in and week out. And we've seen where the Packers start off extremely, extremely hot and then they take their foot off the gas. And it's not like a, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like it's not anything against the Packers where that's something that will hurt them in the playoffs. Because I think if it were the playoffs, they would keep their foot on the gas. Uh, but they have kept teams. There have they have let teams like come back and cover spreads. And so if we're talking specifically spreads, I'm taking Carolina. Uh, but Green Bay, I think it's going to be pretty ugly for the most part. I think Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Jones is a good game. I think. Devontae Adams just continues his fucking streak. He very well might be the offensive player of the year. Uh, but yeah. moving on. Yeah. Uh, Connor picked Green Bay. Peach Mays picked Carolina. So we got two and two there. Going into Atlanta, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing the Atlanta Falcons. Keep in mind, Julio Jones is out. Wow. Stop me if you've heard that before. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'll go I'll go first. Uh, I believe you went twice in a row first i will take the bucks i think the bucks are i think they're a team that has to start getting hot in order to really make some noise before the postseason and get some faith in their own team uh, and also like like i've said I, I i believe i said it last week or the year week before matt ryan just has not looked right when one of calvin ridley or julio jones has missed a game uh i just this Tampa Bay defense, even though it's been suspect, I don't really expect it to be too suspect against the Falcons. I think I think Tampa Bay covers six. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay, and mainly for the same reason. Even though I've had this reasoning before, where I'm like, well, Tampa Bay needs to make a statement, uh, statement win. It just hap- has to happen at some point, right? Right. Except for the, the one. If you remember the time that I said that was the uh, the primetime game against the Saints, the second one, I was like, they need to come yeah. out here and make a statement win, and they get fucking dog stomped. But yeah, um, I don't. I obviously don't think that's going to happen against the Falcons. Um, their defense is pretty terrible, and Julio's out. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. I'm pretty sure, like Mike Evans and Godwin are in. I, yeah. Like every reason, like everything on paper says that the Bucks beat this Falcons team by a decent amount. But fucking it's a divisional game and and Tampa's yeah. weird. It's going to be a weird game probably, but yeah, I'll take Tampa. Uh Connor picked the Atlanta Falcons, uh Peach Mini picked the Bucks. Going to the next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Dallas. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm sorry. San, sorry, I had, I had the Bucks in my mind. The San Francisco 49ers go into Dallas as three-point favorites. Uh, you want to guess who Connor picked? Did he actually pick Dallas? No, he picked San Francisco. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah like, right? Can you can you explain the spread to me? I mean, I guess Nick Mullins is that. That's the reason, right? That's why. That's that's yeah. literally why. Yeah. So the thing is about the spread is literally Nick Mullins, and so I. 
I think I I have Dallas to a T. I I feel like I am on such a hot streak when it comes to Dallas. I can't remember when, when was the last time I lost a Dallas bet. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up real quick because I'm actually intrigued because I have Dallas to a fucking T when they play somebody. Was it the Arizona game? Uh, I don't I don't see. Wrong, but that was a rough night. Yeah, that was a rough night. But that was early on. Uh, tr- uh, where is Dallas? Here, here, you talk, you talk. I'm, I'm going to okay. do this research. Um, the thing is, like, Nick Mullins, we've talked about him before. Like, he is a guy that can function kind of in that, sh- in that uh, Shanahan system as long as he doesn't turn the ball over. And, uh, but that really hasn't been the case. Like he's been kind of shitty and they've suffered because of it. They get Raheem Mostert back. Not that really matters. I think Brandon Ayuk's been playing really well. Is Debo playing? I think he's, no. I think he's, yeah, he's hurt again. Uh, but this da- like Dallas, I don't. I don't know. It's it's so hard because Andy Dalton. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick San Fran. I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna just rip the bandaid off. I'm not gonna talk about it too much. Dallas's defense isn't. I don't think good enough to give Nick Mullins too much of a problem. I think this is a good Nick Mullins game. Um, so I am five and one in my last six Dallas games, and the one was the Steelers, who had a huge spread, and I picked the Steelers thinking. I went along with my – this is my system with Dallas. When you face a team with any sort of pass rush to go against Andy Dalton, unless it's like a big spread, you take you take the other team. And honestly, when it comes to Nick Mullins, uh, I, I, it's, it's kind of similar – I feel like it, it's 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 completely based on defensive matchup and Andy Dalton. So they're going against Robert Sala and the 49ers defense. But the issue is the 49ers defense. They are missing pass rushers. I mean, Nick Bosa's out. Uh, D Ford, I believe, is out. Is he uh, huh? Is Eric Armstead in? Our, no, he's he's out for the year as well. Oh, shit. I don't remember that happening. I guess that happened. I just. I mean, everybody's gotten hurt for the 49ers. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, the, Niners, the Niners are are just... Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. I think I'm mixing... No, no, no. Ar- Armstead's fine. What am I talking about? Armstead's fine. Okay. Uh, who, who, who am I thinking of? You're talking about... Oh, Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas. Oh, whoa. Well. So they have yeah, Tim Law and, and Armstead, right? That's yeah, that's yeah. basically it. So they do have pieces that can rush the passer. The, the question is, can the uh, 49ers defense cover these uh, wide receivers for the... Uh, for the Cowboys, if these pass rushers are doing their job, I say yes. I think Richard Sherman can cover uh, one of Gallup or uh, probably Gallup. I don't know. Or, yeah, or or Cooper because it seems like Cooper and Cooper and Lamb just mix like they just mix them up. Whoever's going to go in a slot, uh, I I I hate I hate this game, but I also love it. I feel like this co- ties into. The 49ers are actually a top 10 defense in terms of EPA. Like, their defense actually isn't playing poorly this year. So, yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco, too. It, it, all four of us are picking San Francisco, and that worries the fuck out of me. But I think I think Brian 
Kyle Shanahan is just so fucking good. And going against a bad, bad defense that hasn't seen the likes of a style offense quite like this. I, I think it's San Francisco all the way. Going to our next game, Detroit goes into Tennessee. Tennessee Titans, they are 10.5-point favorites. Are the Titans going to tighten up this game, Gav? Uh, that's a good one, Chris. Yeah, right? Um, my thought process is always whenever the Tennessee Titans or the Minnesota Vikings have a spread over a touchdown, it's rarely a good idea to take them, right? Um, and for that reason, I'm going to pick Detroit. I, I don't think Detroit's going to win. I think Detroit sucks. But I think that Tennessee's defense is bad enough. They don't have a pass rush. I think Matt Stafford is going to have a decent day. He can have a decent day. He's proven that. Even without Galladay, they're talking about shutting him down for the year, and it's probably a good idea because not that's not like they're going anywhere. Like, there's no point to bring him back like week 17 just for him to get hurt again. So, yeah. But re- regardless, I think that the fact that they run the ball, Tennessee, with, with Derrick Henry a billion times, and unless it's against the Jaguars, right, where that works because he rushes for – Fucking Derrick Henry on some fucking Jaguars. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Fucking Connor against fantasy. Fuck him. Fuck Connor. <laughs> Derrick Henry rushes for 250 yards and three touchdowns every time he When plays. I'm playing against him, against <laughs> Connor, who's not even on the goddamn show right now for whatever reason. Oh, man. So, given that, I'm going to take Detroit. Why are you going to take Tennessee? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. No, no. You you actually worded it perfectly. When when you have a spread as big as it is for Tennessee, who, I mean, granted, I feel like the, I feel like this would be a good spread if Tennessee actually had some sort of defense. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just like they don't. They don't have a good. They don't have any pass rushers, and Matthew Stafford can hang in a clean pocket and make some accurate throws. And this is a. This is a spread where, like, last week against the Green Bay Packers, what was the spread? Let me look it up. It was seven and a half this past week, and Detroit covered. And if you were to ask me who's the better team between Green Bay and uh, Tennessee, I'm going Green Bay all the way. Green Bay is the number one scoring offense in the NFL, yet Detroit covered. So I'm taking Detroit as well. I think they can keep it within 10 and a half is actually a pretty shocking number for me considering the spread yeah. for the green bay game um yeah i'm, I'm going 10 i'm going to troy connor's going tennessee he's following derrick henry and fucking oh god i hate him. uh p schmitty has detroit uh going to this next game sean watson the houston texans going to indianapolis the indianapolis colts are seven and a half point favorites so Connor and Peach Mini are picking Houston. I'm assuming. Oh, by the way, we are picking Tennessee to win this past game. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making just making sure we're picking them to win. Uh, Houston. The question about Houston. Connor and Peach Mini picked Houston. I'm assuming they think Indianapolis is going to win. Uh, maybe one of them has money line. I wouldn't know. My question is: We saw it in this past game, and they're they're struggling to have the trust in Deshaun Watson and how could he because all of his receivers are either hurt or suspended. Dude, it was QT show. Like that that was his number one receiver last week, right? Like Cooks was out and Fuller's suspended. Hopkins is in Arizona. 
Yeah. Like, who who was there? The, um. What what's his name? I'm I'm forgetting his name. I didn't uh, watch the game to be honest. And I well, I mean Deshaun doesn't. Deshaun's not going to look bad. So let let's just no. let's just get. No. Deshaun at this at this juncture in Deshaun's career, Deshaun doesn't really have bad games. So it's it's he it's just crazy because everything in me is just like you need to pick Deshaun Watson, you need to go with this with the Houston Texans, but their team is just so so decimated at this point. The spread seven and a half. Yeah, I know. It's and I have no idea if Brandon Cooks is game. It's a divisional game, but the thing is, is the Texans defense is terrible. Literally bottom of the league, bottom of the barrel garbage. And if Phillip Rivers can do anything, it's have a good game against the bad defense with no pass rush. He can hit open guys. He can sit in the pocket and bake a cake and, and throw some accurate passes and, and win games. Now, can he win by eight? Well, I don't know. I'm. It's the only thing keeping me in this, like not just instantly picking Detroit, or sorry, Indianapolis, is, like you said, Deshaun Watson. Because yeah. betting against him isn't always isn't a good idea. But this Texas team is so fucking bad. I mean, they're so bad. Like, we talked about it when we were talking about the GM debate. Where would you rather go? Would you rather go to Houston or New York? But Or Jacksonville, sorry. The whole roster is so terrible outside of Deshaun Watson and Fuller, but Fuller suspended. So, I just, I'm going to pick Indianapolis. It's just hard. I love I love Deshaun Watson. I really do. I yeah. love him. He's so good and he's so fun. He just but he can't he, he can only do so much. And so that's would would you change your pick if I told you that Brandon Cooks is probable for this game? Well, what was his injury? It was a uh, a concussion. Well. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. He missed the last I thought it was a concussion. I was remembering two weeks ago where he left the game for concussion symptoms. And I was thinking, like, man, this guy has to retire. How many concussions is this guy going to get? He actually missed because of his foot. I forgot about his foot injury. Well, a, f- a foot's important for a receiver. I mean, yeah, 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 definitely. I <laughs> so, literally, no, ruins... I, don't, I don't think Brennan Cooks moves the needle that much. Obviously, he helps. I mean, having a deep threat helps as opposed yeah. to whatever the fuck else they have. But, no, I still think I'm still going to pick Indianapolis. I wouldn't. I don't like it. Again, Chris has a fucking steel barrel to my skull and making me pick this game. So yeah. I feel like this is a game that Vegas knows something that we don't to where it's like it's like it's so obvious that you should pick Houston here. They right? want you to bet Houston. They want you to bet Houston. You're You're taking Houston with the points. Uh, going against Indy because it's it's like oh Deshaun Watson has too many points. Um, uh, fuck! I want to take Houston so fucking bad. I want to take Houston so fucking bad, but I don't know what I want to do. I almost want to like come back to it, but I know it wouldn't be fair to you. Um, 
Um, I'm gonna go Houston. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Houston. I'm gonna go Houston. I'm giving you your lone wolf. That's my gift to you. Happy birthday! It's his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday to Gavin. That's my birthday present to you. You get to pick Indianapolis. Probably gonna get a free lone wolf because Vegas is literally telling us to pick Indianapolis. <laughs> but I'm gonna take Houston. Uh, their last game went 26 to 20, and it was the only reason why it didn't go third there was because Deshaun Watson uh, accidentally fumbled on his last drive. So it was like. You know, it was six points, and they would have covered the spread. So I'm picking them. So uh, this next game, the Miami Dolphins host the New England Patriots. That's now, right. The Patriots are going to Miami late in the season. Stop me if you heard this before. Also, will the Patriots fuck up in Miami again? I've, even though they are underdogs this game, one and a half points. They're one and a half point under, underdogs, and Chris. Why earlier did you pick the New England Patriots to win against the Chargers? Because rookie quarterbacks against Bill Belichick. I'm with you. I'm going New England. I am picking them. I think Tua, Tua, even though he's shown that he's capable right now, he is a capable starter. He's not impressed me whatsoever. I'm taking New England where there is value. There keeps They keep giving New England value, and for the most part, they keep uh I mean, outside of, about the Rams game. Let's not talk about the Rams game. We won't talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. Uh we talked about the value last week and that value fucked us <laughs> in the mouth. So uh yeah, I'm 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 taking New England. I, I Yep. Yeah, I am too. Now um Miami's a better team, but again, I say this every week, I feel like if Ryan if Ryan Fitzpatrick was starting I'd take New England, or sorry, Miami. But the spread would probably be a little different. I wonder I wonder if, if they put Fitzpatrick in the starting lineup, like how much the spread would move. You know? Like, that'd be interesting to see. But they also did beat Miami with Ryan Fitzpatrick in week, what was it, week one? Yeah, week but, one. It was pretty handily, too. Well, the thing was, is like, yeah, Cam threw for like 150 yards. He rushed the ball like 17 times. They beat him like... It was twenty-one to eleven, but it was. I'm, yeah. If I'm remembering correctly, I believe they were up like the entire game. I believe at one point it was like twenty-one nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's gonna be crazy. Miami's like getting all these, you know, playoff. Their playoff. I was wrong on that. I was wrong on that. I was. It was fourteen to eleven at one point, so it did get wow. close. It was. It was fourteen to three. Uh, by th- the third quarter, fourth quarter starts. Uh, 14 to 11, and then with five minutes left, the Patriots end it with a touchdown. Yeah. But okay, like so I was wrong on that. Like Miami are playoff hopefuls, and they're they're doing what they can to get in the playoffs to a the record's decent, and they might get swept by the Patriots, um, who are what? I don't know what the record is. Not good. I don't think they're they're positive. So. Uh, yeah, I believe they're six and seven. Right. Yeah, just just I think if Herbert struggled that bad, obviously I don't think this is going to be a forty-five to nothing game. But um, also would need a lot of special teams for this game for that to happen. Like the Chargers need a no. lot of special teams. <laughs> but Miami has a good special teams. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, no, I'm still going to take New England. And uh, it's going to require Tua to have a good game in order to beat them just because of Bill Belichick. 
And uh, although the only thing that concerns me is Cam against the the Dolphins defense and how they yeah, I, but I think that they have. Uh, I, I think they have like blueprint, I guess you can say, to beating this defense because it is a defense that it, that prioritizes coverage, and you know, I mean, it's not going to be pretty, it's not going to be fun, but the Patriots can run it down your throat. So I, I'm taking New England. I think New England Patriots win this game. Uh, if not, it's extremely, extremely close, and hopefully the one and a half covers. But uh, yeah, taking the Patriots. You agree? Peachmitty and Connor both disagree with us. Uh, but fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, going into this next game, the Chicago Bears going to Minnesota. Minnesota's three and a half point favorites. Connor is Minnesota. Could have guessed that. The uh, Peachmitty is the Chicago Bears. I'll go first. Like you said earlier. If Minnesota has a big spread, you shouldn't pick them. But they don't. It's they three don't. and a half points. And you're going against Mitch Trubisky, who Mitch Trubisky played pretty okay last week. Pretty okay. And well, you can hope. It, it was, you know, it, it looked a lot like 2018 Chicago Bears. You, you saw Matt Nagy roll Mitch out. You saw... Uh, you, you saw him scheme up open throws for him, just knowing... The liability that is Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky's right arm, and fucking David Montgomery, eighty yard run. He was a monster this past week, breaking tackles left and right. Fucking Allen Robinson like a, had a good game too. Like it's it, this is the Bears offense that any Bears fan can really hope for. Honestly, just as good as the Bears can be. I don't think. I think if there's any game where Minnesota's defense, as bad as it is, can look good, it's against Mitch Trubisky. I think Mike Zimmer can coach him. He can, this secondary is improving every week. Is it? I mean, is it improving from dog shit to Miles Manure? Yeah, you know. I mean, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's worse, Manure, Manure, Manure. I said Manure. What new? Uh, What's worse, manure or dog shit? I feel like dog shit's worse. I don't know. I mean, manure has a purpose at least, like use for fertilizer and stuff. Okay. Dog shit, dog shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, true. So they've graduated from like dog shit to manure. Just serviceable dog shit. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Serviceable shit. Exactly. So I think Mike Zimmer can mold this secondary. It's a young secondary. I think they might be good in a few years, maybe next year. I I think they can be pretty good against this uh, Chicago Bears offense. I I'm taking in Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I, Kirk Cousins has been awesome this entire year. I don't think that stops. Even in this la- in the last the last time I picked Chicago going into Minnesota, well Chicago playing Minnesota, it was prime time on Monday night, and uh, Kirk Cousins made me eat, eat my words. So I'm I'm paying it back, Kirk. You like that? <laughs> All right. So yeah, I'm gonna, I I like I like. Minnesota here. I think their offense is really good. And I know Mitch Trubisky, you can bet on him being bad. Now, last week he he didn't play that bad, even though we thought he was. And he, he covered, right? The Bears covered last week. The Bears did uh they did cover, I believe. Uh 
Who did they play? Who am I forgetting? Yeah, they covered last week against Chicago. The Bears covered against Chicago? That's yep. weird. The oh, Bears. Fuck. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Take a break. Take a break. Pause the episode. I'm going to walk away against Houston. It was against Houston to Sean Watson. Okay. Uh, all right. And that's, and that's another point, though. I'm happy you brought that up because, uh, I mean, if you can look good against the Texans defense, that proves nothing to me. Yeah. But how much better is the Vikings defense than the, than the Texans defense? That's fair. But I'll, I, I will take, even though I'd rather have Deshaun Watson at quarterback, obviously, for obvious reasons, Kirk I will take. Has Kirk Cousins, ha- he has been, he's played really well. But he, I will take an offense that features Jeff, Justin Jefferson, Adam Phelan, Dalvin Cook, or yeah. Smith even, then, then fucking Chad Henson is my number one receiver with Houston. Yeah. Um, which, what, which is what Deshaun's number one receiver was last year, Chad Henson. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, quick. Uh, if you had to pick one wide receiver to have on your team, now obviously the, the sample size is a little different for the next, for the rest of their career. Would you rather have DK or Justin Jefferson based off of, you know? Um, You're a separation guy. That's why I asked, but DK is a monster. So yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's a tough thing. Um, uh, and also like DK also benefits from the fact that like, Russell's literally like probably the best deep passer in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson because I think Justin Jefferson works in just about every offense. I don't think there's an offense that Justin Jefferson doesn't work in. As for like DK, granted, I think DK is a monster and I think that DK very well can work in most offenses. Are you saying DK Metcalf is a system wide receiver, Chris? No, that's not necessarily <laughs> what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, definitely coming out of college, DK had work to be done. Like, he needed work to be done on his route running, and he's gotten a lot better. Uh, but, um, you know, Justin Jefferson's kind of like he... He's he, like a Diggs or a Devontae Adams where, like, he, he'd work anywhere. He's, he's, he's already got that done. Like, he has the route running already. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's like there's nothing really to fix. Like, of course, of course he can, like, get better at his craft like i hope he would but i think just like we've seen it all from him so i'm gonna take justin jefferson but i'm i'm hesitant because dk really is a monster yeah but uh, just to be clear i'm picking minnesota um but i think the whole dk thing will slide us into our next game with uh seattle going into washington seattle goes into washington they're six and a half point favorites Granted, this spread, we picked these games before, I believe we picked them before, Haskins and, uh, well, we got them in before Haskins was in the starter. Yeah, you, you, uh, you, you posted these, like, yeah, we, 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 you got these, these lines before Haskins was named the starter. I, unless, yeah. unless you got them a couple hours ago, like, because that's when, that's when the news came out. So, yeah. So, Seattle six and a half Washington. Haskins is the starter. I think that so I find it interesting because Peachmitty and Connor are both leaning Washington. Did they pick 
before the news, you know? Yeah. Not that it really matters. That was just, I'm just curious. Cause... So what, 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 what time did the news come? Because I... I can look. Um, hold on, you, you talk while I, while I look. Because Connor picked picked it at one twenty five. He he sent me his picks at one twenty five. I can't remember when Haskins was named a starter. One forty six. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, tough. You didn't. I, they're not in the episode. I can't like. <laughs> yeah. I, well, what what am I gonna do there? So yeah, they got Washington. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Seattle. Uh, not not even necessarily. I I I feel like I would pick Seattle no matter what in this situation. Um, I would I would struggle with it a little bit, but just just because not I did not that I really want to relive this or say it more than I have to because I was hoping people would forget about it. I picked the Jets last week to cover um, against Seattle, and they yeah got fucked. It was a much better defense. No, exactly. much better defense. Exactly, like the like Washington's defense is good. I mean, I don't know how, where they fall in EPA per play, but it's probably pretty decent. And Seattle, when when they play a decent defense, it seems like they can't pull away, right? Yeah. Now, if this was Alex Smith, for that reason, I might pick Washington here. But Haskins is just. He's bad. I mean, there's a reason why he got benched for Kyle Allen. Not that I really agreed with that move, but that's how bad he was, or that's how bad his attitude was, or whatever, in the locker room, whatever the reason was. So I'm going to pick Seattle, because even though Seattle's defense is really bad. They've been playing a lot better lately. Granted, it's against bad offenses, but this is... This is a bad offense. Exactly. So for that reason... I think that Russell Wilson can like just outscore Haskins, which is basically, I think what's what it's going to come down to like who can score more points. I think the safe bet is Russell Wilson. He's got to get back somehow, some way. I mean, last week he was, I mean, they played the jets and they put up 40 points. Good for them. But before that, I mean, it was struggle city for, for Seattle. Yeah. This, this, this will prove a lot showing that he can go against a good defense. They are third in EPA per play. Washington's defense. Really? Really? That's really yeah, they are I didn't they think they are right. Yeah, they're no, they're they're incredible right now. And it's just all the more power to them because it's yeah, like this yeah. is I just think it's so funny that each time we get a team that looks like okay, this is the team that's gonna win the NFC East, just some more bullshit happens. Like we thought it was Dallas coming out of the year. Then their defense is terrible, Dak is playing really well, but then Dak snapped his ankle. All right, then it's the Eagles, right? The Eagles are you know, at this point, we're like, okay, we're all, all the teams suck, but the Eagles are probably the best. Carson Wentz is playing like the worst quarterback in the league, right? He's terrible. So then it's, it's, oh, it's New York. New York is, is, is the team. And then Daniel Jones goes down, right? And, and then, and then they start to suck. And now it's Washington. And then now Alex Smith is out. And it's like, holy, like, I don't, I literally don't know what team is going to win this division. I think Washington still does. I think Alex Smith will be back next week. And Washington's schedule is much more. They have a game up on the Giants, and the Giants legitimately, they play the Browns this week, Sunday night football. And I think the Browns are going to win. Cole yeah. McCoy starting. And then they. Hey, and hey, then hey. they. And <laughs> then, they, then they play the Ravens. 
That's tough. And and I think the Washington was going to lose this game anyway, regardless of who was starting, probably. Um, yeah. But we also, we thought that about Colt McCoy and the Giants, but. Yeah. Like, Washington has Seahawks, which we know, obviously, we're previewing that right now, so I don't know why I said it. <laughs> and then the Panthers and then the Eagles. That's, yeah, that's a lot better than the Browns and the Ravens. But, um. So, the Giants, they do, they do have, um, they have the Cowboys week 17. Yeah. So, and they have the tiebreaker too. It's just Washington so is Washington already has to win one of those three. If they win one game, one more game, it's over. The Giants lost. They're done. Because yeah. the Giants aren't, they're, they're, I mean, granted, I didn't think they're going to be the Seahawks, but, you know, how many miracles can he have in one year? <laughs> uh, you're not being the Browns and the Ravens. Like, you might I, be, you know, Dallas, but. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I just, it's it's fucking crazy. Uh, and great Seattle, by the way. I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it Washington's gonna win this division. If it's not Washington, it's gonna be the Eagles for some in some miracle for them. Uh, Giants aren't aren't winning. Giants are done. They're they're as good as dead. Uh, I know you're you're back off of the the happy train. Uh, I am. Uh, I mean, and and granted, here's the thing. I was never necessarily happy. I was just. I was trained. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I wasn't there. There are levels. There are, (laughs) I know there are rooting for my team. I'm happy. I love the direction we're in there. Uh, we can win a Super Bowl. There's rooting for the team. I'm happy. I think we're getting there. I think we're a few pieces away. There's, I'm happy. We're a young team. We have some things going on. And I'm closer to that than I am to the next level, which is we have I'm pretty happy, but we we still have some clear fucking problems that we need to take care of until we're actually able to compete. That's where I am. We're pretty good. We're pretty good in turn in some areas. Uh, I really like the direction the defense is going in. I like Joe Judge for the most part. Uh, he needs to stop being such a bitch when it comes to going for it on fourth down. He needs to be more aggressive on offense. He needs to stop running it. He needs to get a coordinator that doesn't run it every first down and every second and long situation. Uh, he needs an offense coordinator that runs motion, that fucking does play action passing to open up the offense, literally the cheat codes in the NFL. How is it that, and this, this is a testament to, uh, sorry to get on a little bit of rant. This is this is not, not only in Giants, how is it that you have offenses we, we are in an age of offensive football where teams that score 17 20 don't win nowadays so you need every point every point matters every yard matters and statistically you have these these gimmies and no there's no yardage there's no points that are necessarily gimmies but the most efficient plays in the nfl are the plays in which you confuse the defense these are all these are the best athletes in the fucking world if you can if you can confuse the defense even a little bit to give yourself an edge why aren't you doing it why aren't you doing play action to confuse these linebackers and safeties? Why aren't you running motion to uh, get the linebackers out of position, open up the middle of the field? Like what? Like what? I don't understand. How is it that these guys are so fucking obtuse and just 
arrogant that they think that their system can just work without these gimme type of plays. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know why you make it harder on yourself. Exactly. These are the best athletes in the fucking world. Like, 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 why, 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 like, what's the fucking, what's the difference between getting a 15 yard play based off of zero separation from your receiver and a jump ball or getting a 15 yard reception where your receiver gets wide open because you ran play action and the safety came up. And it's also not like you have this system that can function without play action. You have Daniel Jones at quarterback who needs every bit of help that he can get. Now there are cases, which is interesting. And I'll just throw this out there that Patrick Mahomes started his career actually has a higher EPA per play without play action than with play action. Now, I don't know why that is, um, but I think he's one of the only quarterbacks that really does that now, but I'm saying that that's not the case. You don't have Patrick Mahomes in New York. No, and, no, no, <laughs> no, oh, no, no. Ben, ben McAdoo wanted him, but no, fuck, fuck Ben McAdoo, I guess. No. Well, definitely no. Ben McAdoo was atrocious. He was, he was, but I'm just saying, apparently the guy had an eye for a fucking quarterback. I'm like, <laughs> fucking, deep. fucking, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, actually, Jerry Reese. Jerry Reese was the GM that, that draft, might be. Sorry, but Gettleman's awful. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no kidding. I've been there. But um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that it's um, I don't know. I, Washington will probably win the division. Although maybe if Jalen Hurts does show something or does something, that the Eagles could sneak one out. But it's looking like the betting markets like Washington, I believe, at this point. But anyways. Going to our next game after that rant. I apologize for taking over the show about my rant on offensive football and the ineptness of some of these coordinators who refuse to make their jobs easier on themselves. Jason Garrett, I'm looking at you. Recover from COVID, though, in all seriousness. I, I hope you get I better. I Freddie, you had COVID. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens, revenge game, calling the shot for the Giants, the man who ran it on fourth and nine last year. Remember that play? Yeah, yeah. Chris, how did you get so lucky to root for a team that has Joe Judge, Dave Gettleman, Freddie Kittens, and Jason Garrett all on the same coaching staff or same front office? Go easy on Joe Judge. I'm just saying, go easy. I mean, he's done. He's he's done fine. You know, his first year, he's done <laughs> on fine. On the offensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the fo- football, having that offensive staff makes me want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I. I just. I just want to gouge my eyes out. I'm already blind as it is. I had to get new glasses because my. I, I have astigmatism. I found out a few weeks ago, and I. I wish. I wish it was worse. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad Giants football is. Yeah, when I mean, the last time you were happy watching the Giants was like 2016. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. Well. I mean, the thing is. The Giants were able to make me believe 2017, 2018 a little bit. I mean, 27, uh, 2017 was tough because Odell got injured so early in the year. Uh, and, like, they kept losing games, and Odell got hurt. He was out for the year. And that's what really made it look like they were just like, it, it was just like, holy shit, like, Odell is our offense. If we get a few more pieces, we can be right there. We have Odell, and then in the upcoming draft, maybe we draft somebody, maybe a young quarterback. They didn't. Uh, 
They drafted uh, Saquon Barkley, which didn't do anything. Uh, you know, they just went from a three and thirteen record to six and ten. Great. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, uh, last time I would say I was happy was pre twenty seventeen season. Yeah, that's tough. But I'm right there with you, buddy. If it makes you feel better. Um, so, uh, this, oh fuck. I forgot to say the stat uh, about the Atlanta attempt bay game. I completely forgot to say the stat. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, CP McGuire 22, I mean, CP McGuire 10, sorry, 22 is uh, different accounts, uh, on like Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Uh, don't follow me on Instagram. I don't use it. Uh, if you want to, whatever, I don't give a shit. Uh, but here, shameless plug. Uh, that's what I do. I'm all about shameless plugging it myself okay because i feel like i feel like more oh my god pause <laughs> jesus christ chris oh we're not promoting that kind of content on this platform uh not yet i mean god i, I might need I, I might need an only fans jesus christ that was disgusting that was a disgusting comment oh, oh well god. here's the here's the stat if you haven't already turned this podcast off after that shit uh tom, if tom brady and the bucks beat the falcons this weekend the Falcons will go, will have fallen to twenty eight and thirty four oh, since God. they since they lost to the Patriots twenty eight to thirty four in the Super Bowl. That's uh, this is reminder. Remember when they went twenty eight to three? They were winning twenty eight to three at halftime, and they lost twenty eight thirty four to the fucking I don't Patriots. Think forgot that shit. Yeah. I mean, nobody can forget, but just in case if there's any like new football fans that are listening and didn't hear about that, like, what are the odds that they would go like specifically on the dot, twenty-eight and thirty-four, and then the game that they're probably going to lose to make it twenty-eight and thirty-four is a team that Tom Brady is quarterbacking that isn't the New England Patriots. Yeah, like they like this could not have fallen. Any like there like they're, this could not have fallen in a better way, a more funny way to watch the Falcons like burn. If you're like a Panthers fan, which you are, which I am, fuck the Falcons. Exactly. Yeah. Going on to our next game, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Baltimore. Baltimore's twelve and a half point favorites. I'm taking Baltimore. So is everybody else. I'm assuming. Connor, P. Schmitty, are you are you taking Jacksonville? Gardner Minshew starting. Chris, did you know that? I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I no, I'm not. Take a ball for I don't care. I really don't care. I, yeah, they're gonna win no matter what. They're gonna win even if even if it, Jacksonville somehow covers, which it'll only be because of the twelve and a half point spread. I just I don't see how they cover, but you know, I mean, I could see it. It's twelve and a half points, but I don't have the confidence. I'm picking Baltimore. Baltimore is on the right track right now. I think they continue it. Going into the next game, where we'll okay. take probably. Equally, um, the same amount of time, the Jets go into Los Angeles to face the Rams. Rams are 17 and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Jets. I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, I like, dude, I mean, really, like, okay. I, I fucked up last week. I picked them against the Seahawks. But Russell Wilson's a quarterback. Jared Goff, like, I mean, fuck. But this Jets defense is bad too. 
This Jets defense is so bad. The whole team is bad. Who, who, okay, who's going to block Aaron Donald? Who's going to get open against Jalen Ramsey and and Darius Williams? Like, these are the questions I ask you. Like, I know it's 17 and a half points. I know it's the NFL. I know teams don't just lose 17 and a half point games every week, but it seems like this Jets team is that bad. It happens every week. That's even if they win by 17. I, I think that I think that this team can literally like Jared. This is a Jared Goff type of game. This is a game that Jared Goff can literally like. If you have Robert Woods, you have Cooper Cup in fantasy. Uh, if you have Cam Akers, start them, start them all. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't. You don't even have to. You don't even have to hear me tell you that. You know, this is a start opportunity. It's just this is a game where Sean McVay is going to have the easiest matchups possible. And what offense? That you have five offensive coordinators, offensive play callers in the NFL who are going to take advantage of the easy matchups. You have Andy Reid. You have Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Um, who, uh, who, who else is there? Maybe who, Greg who Roman last year, but I don't know. Greg, Greg, Ro- Greg Roman, Joe, maybe. Joe Brady. Maybe. Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Like, like, you have these offensive coordinators who, are, who just know how to take advantage of a team's weaknesses, and Sean McVay is one of them. So, I'm taking the if that, if that wasn't clear enough, I'm taking the fucking Rams. I I have no reservation. I, I hate jet spreads. I fucking hate them. And and I was for a while I was picking against the Jets, and they fucking Connor Connor is picking the Jets. Connor's with you. Peachman is with me. So it's two and two. Don't feel too bad about yourself picking the Jets. I've been there. I've done it. I'm off that train. I'm I done. Last week, I think really bad. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with that team. I'm done. Done. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm off that train. I quit them. I, I, it's like a nicotine patch. I'm just no, I'm no longer betting the jets the rest of the year. I actually, I don't know. There could be a spread that entices me, but still probably not going to I this. The next same game. Thing. I thought the same thing, but 17 and a half, like that's so many points. I'm gonna pick the Jets. Fuck it. Fuck it. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't care about the points. I don't care. I I don't. If it was twenty and a half, you'd still pick the Rams. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I will. I would a hundred percent pick the Rams. I think the Rams are the. I think the Rams might be the best defense in football. Well, they probably by EPA they probably are right. Or the Ravens, one of the two. No, not the Ravens. Not the Ravens. It's, I believe it's the, I believe it's the Steelers that are Probably. number one. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I forgot about the Steelers, but the, the Rams at, at one point were the number one passing defense in the NFL. I don't know if that's still the case, but they have a pretty good trio of corners and Aaron Donald. And EPA per play, it's the Rams and then the Steelers. So the Steelers fell off a little bit. Is that total EPA? That's total EPA and then drop back EPA there, number one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. God, fuck it. It sucks. It. it oh, God damn it. Hey, take the Jets. Take the Jets. Take my guns. Doing it. Philadelphia Eagles going to Arizona. Arizona, they are six and a half point favorites. Can Jalen Hurts continue his magic? If you want to call it that. Connor's picking Arizona. Peach Mini is taking Philadelphia. I'm going. Kyler Murray, I mean, is just a better Jalen Hurts. 
Although we've only, again, we've only seen five quarters of Jalen Hurts. And, oh, dude, it's, it's games like these are so hard. But I'm also going to bank on the fact that Jalen Hurts isn't going to take that big of a step this week. And I don't think the way they won last week is sustainable. Jalen Hurts no. played poorly. Like, he he ran well, right? And he, and he made a couple nice plays. But overall, he was bad. And they got an 82-yard run out of Miles Sanders. They got a couple of breaks. I don't know if that continues this week. Six and a half is 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 decent, but it's not quite a touchdown. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna take Arizona. I don't. I'm not gonna put my faith in Jalen Hurts just yet. Uh, Connor agrees with you. P. Schmini is going Philadelphia. I'm gonna go Philadelphia. I I I think that like it's similar to the method that I have of a coach getting fired, I feel the same way about backup quarterbacks. In a way. But it's already especially you already got the one game out of him. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it can continue. It can continue. And I don't necessarily think Jalen Hurts gonna play great, but you saw a different type of fire in this Eagles team. And I don't I don't think necessarily they're gonna win. But I don't really trust the Arizona Cardinals. I don't trust them. I don't trust Kyler. I think Kyler's still a little shaken up, even though they did. They have started running him a little bit more, and that's encouraging. But regardless, I just, I don't, I do not trust them. I can't trust the Cardinals yet, especially with a six and a half point spread against a running quarterback in which, from my knowledge, they haven't really played many running quarterbacks. Like they played Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson I wouldn't really consider much of a rushing quarterback anymore. He has the capability of it, but he's a pocket passer now. He's a pocket passer that extends plays. Uh so I'm taking Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia Eagles. I think they can take advantage of the fact that I mean the Cardinals haven't really prepared paired against a rushing quarterback this year. Uh I mean, granted, they do face against one in Kyler Murray in practice, but I don't know how much of a factor that is. How much of a factor is going against your own offense? I don't know. I wouldn't know, honestly. That's a good question. How much of a factor do you think that is? I mean, it's got to help a lot. Like, I mean, obviously you're going against a different kind of scheme, but you're still, I feel like your defense is more prepared to go against a rushing quarterback than if you're, I don't know, a, a like the, well, I was gonna say, I feel like every the Colts maybe, but then you have Jacoby Brissett that you probably could use in practice. I don't know if you have a team that only has a pocket passer, like okay, the Bucks. Yeah. Then I, I feel like the, the 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 Cardinals defense is more prepared than than the Bucks would be, just because you do play Kyler in practice, even though it's your own scheme. You still have to learn how to play or defend his kind of ad lib running and so i don't you know i if i had to guess and obviously this is not backed up by any empirical evidence it's just if i had to guess i'd say they're more likely to be able to perform better against mobile quarterback. no I, I i would get i i would agree with you but i still think that just the unconventionalness of philadelphia offense right now and also I didn't realize so. Uh, I didn't realize how much of a factor that they had Carson Wentz. How much they factored in Carson Wentz input into calling plays. 
And it, from what it seems like, it seems like they legitimately only called play. And don't get me wrong, like I, you want to play to your quarterback's strengths, but when your quarterback's strengths are no longer a strength, you won't even have any strengths anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, you you gotta change up your playbook a little bit, and they just didn't do that. Apparently, Carson Wentz has had way too much power within that Eagles organization. Uh, and I think that the team, I think the teams are rallying around Jalen Hurts. Like, this is a emotional pick from me, and I think it's one that I'm I, I'm happy to make it. Philadelphia Eagles, I'm I'm going with them. Uh, going into the game of the week, the Kansas City Chiefs are two and a half point favorites going into New Orleans to face the Saints. Is this a primetime game? This is not. Well, I mean, my I mean. No, nah, it's not prime time because the Giants had a prime time game, but they're probably the like uh well, night is, is Pittsburgh Cincinnati, right? Yeah. What sense like why? What's maybe because they thought Joe Burrow I don't know. Because the yeah. NFL doesn't I I don't know. I don't you, know. You gotta flex something into here. I mean, like Jesus. I mean, they flex the Giants in Cleveland in and for but that Granted, at the time, it probably made sense, but now Daniel Jones is hurt. Giants probably have, they, they have a very, very tiny shot at making the postseason now. Um, yeah, they that stinks. That, that stinks that they did that. Yeah. So, but, but with the Kansas City game, uh, I'm going to take Kansas City. Um, it's only two and a half, which is... I mean, New Orleans is great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not convinced that Drew Brees is fully healthy, and here's why: because I think the Saints know that they have no shot, or had a no shot coming into playing Kansas City with Taysom Hill at quarterback. Yeah, having him outscore Patrick Mahomes, there was no way. There was no way they were going to do that. Question to you. So Diana Rossini of ESPN, she does a, she does a lot of great work. I really like Diana Rossini. Uh, follow her on Twitter. Shout out to her. Um, she posed a question. Michael Thomas is out this week, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you picked the Chiefs anyway, so it doesn't really impact you. Michael Thomas is out this week. Oh, shit. Again, drop, drop my mic. Uh, hopefully that didn't make a lot of noise for you guys. Sorry about that. Uh, Michael Thomas is out this week. But Drew Brees is in. Uh, she posed a question. She said, Michael Thomas is not 100% and the Saints are trying to be safe with him. There's 0% chance that Drew Brees is 100% uh, 100% right now. Why are they sitting Michael Thomas but not Drew Brees? Because, well, if I had to guess, and I don't know this for sure, but they only have one more year of Drew Brees. So they need... You know, the only other reason why they wouldn't play him is to obviously have him for deeper in the playoffs. But I think this this game is really important for the Saints. And if there's, I think even that's what I mean. Like, why are you sending Michael Thomas then? This is a huge game. I know, I know, but I I think like Michael Thomas, if he's not hundred percent, I don't really know what his injury is. It's if it's anything that would impact his route running or his efficacy in in the passing game, then you have other options. I feel like, but with with you could win, I think, as the Saints with Drew Brees at quarterback and no Michael Thomas, but I don't think there's a shot in fuck that Taysom Hill would have beat the Chiefs. And so they're like, okay, we need to win this game or we need to 
and our only shot is is Drew Brees. Even a hobble Drew Brees with all of his ribs broken. That's I think the thought process they have. But despite that, I don't I don't think that it's gonna be I don't know. I'm picking Kansas City. Um, even though they've been playing I, close and I like the Rams, or I like, sorry, sorry. The Saints defense has been playing well. I still, I just don't trust Drew Brees and he's already old and now he's broken. I'm just, I don't like it. Yeah. I'm picking Kansas city as well. We're all picking Kansas city and this is a nice spread for Kansas city. This is a game where I actually feel comfortable picking them because they had these big spreads and now you're telling me I get, I can pick Kansas city only two and a half. I feel yeah. great about that pick. I love that pick. Yeah. You nailed, you nailed, you nailed in the head. Drew Brees isn't healthy. We talked about it. Michael Thomas is out. I just. It's in the Super Bowl, Superdome. Anything can happen, obviously. I mean, anybody, any given Sunday, anybody can lose. But I don't know. I just, I don't see the Chiefs losing. I, I, I don't. But yeah. uh, to answer the question I posed to you, I actually think the Saints feel as if Michael Thomas is more valuable to the Saints offense than Drew Brees is. I mean, maybe they care more about also about his future health than they do about Drew Brees. Like, they don't want to put Michael Thomas out there to make him real hurt that would even affect his availability for next year. Drew Brees, I feel like they've, they've basically decided that this is his last year. I don't know. There's no way you can go into next year starting Drew Brees. But then, hey, who knows? But I just have a feeling that it's going to be someone else next year. I I think they think I think they think Michael Thomas is more valuable. I I've, I've genuinely think that. Because I, I, I don't understand this move other than that. I, I don't at all. Uh, biggest game of the year. I mean, they're still fighting for the number one seed, and you're choosing to play Drew Brees, even though he's literally like he broke like like twelve of his ribs, and he's not 100. percent Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game, Cleveland Browns going to New York to face my Giants. The Browns are six and a half point favorites. Um. So. I don't think lightning strikes twice in the same spot. Like that's all I'm gonna say. I, I know the Giants keep it close, but I'm still gonna pick Cleveland. Uh, they just played insanely well against the Ravens. I think they make a statement game here against Cole McCoy. I think Cole McCoy has a bad game. Not that that's, I'd like, that's not a hot take. I don't know. I just, I just don't. I'm not gonna. I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah. I'm. I'm right there with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cleveland. Uh, even though the defense is playing extremely well for the Giants, they have all year. Even this past week when they were destroyed, I mean, it really could have been way worse than it was, and they kept the game close and close up until the very end, uh, because Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy couldn't muster up shit. And I don't yeah. trust Colt McCoy. I think this this game can legitimately be an ugly game where the Browns win sixteen to three and cover. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm picking Cleveland as well. Connor's picking the Giants. Peachmanny's picking Cleveland. Um, that was really depressing. I hate this game. I hate this. I hate this team. Um, we were excited about this game two weeks ago, and now, yeah, uh, it's over. Uh, everything sucks. Everything stinks. Uh, going into this next game, Pittsburgh Steelers, thirteen point favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals, and then we're out of here. Peachmanny's picking his Pittsburgh Steelers. Connor is taking the points in the Cincinnati Bengals. My question is, how in the fuck can anybody pick the Bengals right now? I don't I don't know. I don't know how you can pick. It's still Brandon Allen, right? I I, I think so. Honestly, like I, I don't <laughs> I mean, know if they cha- I don't know if they've changed this week because I know last week it was Brandon Allen. 
I mean, I don't even know what their other option is. Like, is it still Ryan Finley? I mean, not that would be the same, if not worse. Uh, I mean, I mean, Brandon Allen got hurt, so he's questionable for this game. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess Ryan. I, I think Ryan Finley. I think Ryan Finley might be starting, who is, and that who in any of his career starts was just dreadful. I mean, just awful. Like. He, NC State, he's my boy. I watched him play a couple of times, but holy fuck, he's bad. And so, if it's, if it's a hobbled Brandon Allen or if it's Ryan Finley, there's no way in fuck they do anything against this Pittsburgh defense. Even if it's 13, it's 13 points, I don't care. Pittsburgh is now, I mean, their defense is good. They're still an insanely good team. There's no way that the, the, the Bengals do anything here, uh, right? No, I don't think so. And I know I know I know Pittsburgh tends to play down their competition. It's just like what do they have? Like what do they Brandon Allen dropped back four times last week. Not Brandon Allen. Ryan Finley dropped back four times last week and got sacked twice. Yeah. But they don't they don't have an offensive line. Their receiving core is I, I believe uh is T. Higgins playing. I think that T. Higgins, I believe, is questionable. Uh, I don't believe they've I don't I don't believe they designated him out yet but he's he's hobbled so it's, it's a hobbled t higgins the, the carcass of aj green and then boyd oh right? t higgins is fine t higgins is fine i guess he feels better he's not even questionable shit okay. then is it boyd that was questionable you think of someone else um maybe i'm thinking of last week because t higgins was questionable last sunday whatever either way t higgins is playing but still they, they have no they don't they don't have the quarterback to even get them to these weapons. AJ Green is a shell of his former self. His offensive line clearly, like, just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, the defense is horrible. Like, this is as good of a make-right game for the Pittsburgh Steelers there is. And if they don't get right in this fucking game, then I don't know when they're ever going to. Yeah, you fought two in a row to to the Bills in the, in the in in Washington. Like, I don't. The offense has looked. As inept as possible, and a lot of that is drop passes. But you need you need to get right. You you need to get right. Like yeah, postseason defense is a way to get right. Yeah, we're we're in week fifteen. It's I it's now or never. It's now or never that you show us something. Yeah. Anyway, so we're picking Pittsburgh. We're right there with you, uh, P. Schmitty. Uh, I'm on the fence that Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Steelers are so have been so overrated. They're underrated at this point. It is time to prove that Steelers. You have such an easy matchup this week. Don't let the the fucking Bengals cover because that's what you've been doing to these bad teams all year, especially on the road. Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, I'm looking right at you. The standard is the standard to quote you. The standard is the fucking standard. Cover this game. I'm tired of losing. Let's go. Even though I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do that bad last year. I went seven to nine. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Last two weeks, ten and five, seven and nine. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I just want to. You know what? My goal here at the end of the season is just to finish at five hundred. That's all I hope for. I, you know. Yeah, picking, me too. Picking a yeah, I, yeah, you too. I know. I feel like yeah. picking a full season of games and going five hundred is is impressive. Is it's very, it's very good. Very impressive. Very impressive, especially do, like doing all 16 games every week or, you know, obviously there's buys, but still that's that's impressive to go 500. Nobody, nobody should expect to go 500 when you're picking all 16 games every week. 
But that's what we do. And you have the chance to do it. Peach Mini has a chance to do it. Connor, I guess, has a chance to do it if he gets hot. Fuck, I, I technically have the chance to do it. I probably won't. I'm def- I definitely have the lowest odds of everyone because I'm 88, 114, and 3. Ha, ha, fuck you guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Connor's 92, 105, and 1. You're 99, 103, and 3. Peach Mini, 92, 96, and 2. So, uh, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Uh, hopefully, uh, we make you some money with these picks. I hope you enjoyed our analysis on the pod. Uh, we'll see you next week. We're only going to be doing one episode each of the next two weeks because each of the next two Fridays are holidays. We got uh, Christmas next Friday. We got New Year's uh, Friday after that one. So we're going to do a longer episode on Wednesday. Maybe longer. Maybe we do around the same time of our long- longest episodes, but I'm not really sure. But... Uh, Happy holidays to everybody. Uh, happy birthday, Gavin. Uh, enjoy your dinner. Uh, have fun. Uh, you know, happy birthday, bud. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. And we'll see you all next week. Yep. Happy holidays, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Peace out.